Recording. Recording. All right. Clap. Do it. Do the Nolia clap. Let's all clap and not in unison. Okay. You need to clap. Oops. Set. Set. So, clerk. Don't be a jerk. Authentication. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome to <laughs> JavaScript Jam. <laughs> For listeners now listening, oh my goodness, we went through some things to get to this moment in time. Quite a we're a lot closer together now. We'll just say that mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally, <laughs> psychologically. We can just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave uh, it. I might even just cut that out. All right, so we got <laughs> we got Dev and we got Jeff. We got Jeff and we got Dev. Introduce no, yourself. We got Jeff. You two need to fight to find out who will introduce yourself first. All right, fight we, to the death. We had a fight. We cut out the footage of that. I came out on top, barely. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> Dude, jokes were coming and I didn't um, say anything. I, I am Jeff. <laughs> you work at Vercel, right? I work at Clerk. I used to work at Vercel. Before that, I worked at HashiCorp. My previous job was managing the Next.js team. My job now is I don't really know exactly, but I'm at Clerk. You do interviews, don't you? It's been a lot of fun. I've been doing all sorts of things, trying to make things happen here. You know, that's all I got. That was beautiful. Part-time manager, part-time engineer, part-time devil. You know, just do what it takes. Clerk is a small company. People don't know. Yeah, wear many hats. I feel like there's a lot of talk about Clerk on Twitter, but people don't realize that it's a very small company. It's like 35 people. So. Redwood was using Clerk a year ago. We were way ahead That's of that awesome. curve. That's, That's amazing. Dope. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, we're still kind of trying to figure things out and, and, and get everything in order. It's been great. It's gone super well. I'm super thrilled to be there. Really nice people that I'm working with, including this guy right here. who's. About what do you do at Clerk himself. Dev? I joined Clerk as a developer advocate exactly a month ago as of recording this episode. First job ever. Yeah. First job <laughs> ever. Nice. First job ever out of, after graduating from college. Yes. Pick yes. I joined... I joined on May 1st, so exactly a month ago. Thank you. Did I restart that? Okay. No, you're good. No, you're good. Just make sure to talk into the mic. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be like Chris Coyer. Busted. <sighs> Chris Coyer. Chris Coyer is a good person. He's a good good person to be like. I don't know what you're He's one of the best podcasters him. of all yeah. time. He doesn't know how to use a freaking mic. <laughs> Toasted. Yeah. Toasted. Busted. Yeah, so I joined Clerk as a developer advocate a month ago. I started using Clerk about like six, seven months ago after I saw Colin give a demo at JamstackConf. And pretty much since then, I've been in love with Clerk. Never wanted to build auth again. And I want other people to never build auth again. So you're saying we should roll our own auth? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying yeah, that you should not roll your own that, auth. That, <laughs> that debate went on for like a month, I feel like. It's a very unreasonable yes. amount of time. Mm-hmm. Just Why do, shouldn't... do whatever you want to do. All right, well, let's, let's start there. <laughs> Why should we not roll our own auth? Auth is a very complicated problem. It's not just one thing. It's having your, obviously, your user interface, your user experience of login, sign up. It's having the security of your passwords, uh, password strength, encryption, hashing, everything on the back end, multi-factor, OAuth. These are like social so many provider, different things. Social providers, on. yeah. Yes. Uh, devices device that tracking. you've logged in on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so, so much. If I use Clerk and I get hacked, is Clerk liable? If you get hacked, that depends on how you got hacked. Mm, Good interesting. Yeah, yeah, did no. your servers, your data get hacked or was it, did your clerk credentials got compromised? Depends. Okay. I mean, I feel like the answer for me is everyone makes auth. So why do you need to make it yourself again? It's just one of those things that 
has been done over and over and over. And everyone who does it does it exactly the same way. Really? I thought there was a million ways to do it. You got cookies, you got JWTs, you got <laughs> sessions. So That's true. But auth providers should just cover all of them, right? And that's kind so of So do you do what, all of those? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes is the answer to that, genuinely. Any way that you want to set up auth. I just feel like auth is a relatively solved problem at this point. So if you're like, I'm going to make auth from scratch, it's okay as like a learning device. And honestly, I recommend doing it if you haven't done it before to like figure out how to do it and learn it. And um, see how complicated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you make your decision the next time you have to do auth, like, yeah. do you want to do this from scratch again? Or do you say, I'm going to take something off the shelf that just does this for me and it's done and I can move on and focus on like actually building the application I want to be building? Yeah, so I've been bought into the don't roll your own auth for a long time. So I think the more interesting question is why Clerk instead of auth zero or another auth solution? Mm, that's a good one. At Clerk, we try to make the experience of getting started, getting up and running, and never having to think about auth again, that experience as fast as possible, mm-hmm. as seamless as possible. Right now, we know everyone's, or most people, trying to build a React or Next.js app. We try to focus on that area, that market. So you're kind of React heavy. If I have mm-hmm. a Vue app, would Clerk not necessarily work? You could get it to work, but it would, be, be, it would be more effort, right? Or I it, might have it, to... It won't be that way a for PR. a PR. Yeah, <laughs> we're working on building that out. But like Clerk is... ChatGPT can write a lot of extra frameworks. Yeah. What I learned shortly after joining, which is interesting, is that Clerk is built in layers in such a way that like there's an API. And if you just want to use the API, you can do that. And then on top of that, there's like a JavaScript SDK, which is just like window.clerk and you can run that without any framework and do the whole thing still and on top of that is a react sdk and on top of that is a next.js or a remix okay because when i saw your announcement for i think it was your series a like you kind of like branded yourself as for react apps it's true specifically but it sounds like that's not necessarily the case it's it sort of is we're we're using that branding because everyone writes react apps yeah it's it's a very common very popular thing and if you use our react or like Next or Remix or whatever, like Gatsby adapters. Or Redwood. Yeah, or Redwood. We do have one for Redwood. Um, It's like just zero effort. You just drop it in, it's done. But it's not like only that. Like we have the layers built up such that we can like add any other framework relatively easily by just adding an SDK for that framework that like makes the developer experience smoother. We're talking to some mobile devs who are looking to make some hires there to say like, if you want an iOS app that has the same type of like zero effort auth, like... We'll give you an SDK for that. So we have like a foundation, and on top of that foundation is like layer upon layer upon layer of like convenience additions for each type of way that you could want to use it. So there's nothing that you couldn't use it in. It's just a question of how much work do you have to do with any given thing. And you have a lot of pre-built React components, which which is is pretty nice. They're not even React components. They're just pure. Those components will render in pure JavaScript. (gasps) Vanilla components? right. No, they're not. No, they're not. Don't get me. me I'm I'm confused. They're components that are not React and they're not web components. And what are they? Maybe they are React, actually. But they will render without React. If I'm not mistaken, do you know more about this? I know that we render into a separate React root, even if you have a React app, because it gives you like this kind of sandbox where you don't have conflicts between things. I know because I just did this the other day that you can not load any framework or library at all, load up a script tag that has Clerk in it, and render a full 
UI component that like shows your user profile and settings and the sign in and the sign up window and everything without any libraries. I could be technically wrong here in some cases, but we should call I believe. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it injects a new instance of React, creates I think a new React does, root. Yeah. I think we yeah. create a React root. So, so whether you go you're on your, if you go to your UI components yeah. in your docs, yeah. you pull in the clerk React package. Mm -hmm. You don't have to in order to render clerks UI. Well, though. no, but. But I'm saying for the for the pre-built components is what I'm talking about. Sign in, sign out, stuff like that. Right. So if, if you're using something like React Router or you're in a Remix or Next.js app, you can just npm install all the dependencies, import the components, render them. I believe what Jeff was talking about is that even if you're not npm installing your dependencies, you can just add a script tag you and can. use that. That will uh, that will make a window.clerk global available to you, and you can literally just use that. You don't have to be involved in React at all. Mm -hmm. You can just fire yeah. up a blank website, load the script, and it will render the UI for you. I think that the UI is built using React and it injects is. a copy of React, if I'm not mistaken, but it doesn't require you to also be using React for your app. It's okay. just like that, a little sandbox. That, may, that makes sense. I think from the docs, that's not super clear, so you should create like a vanilla JS kind of example. Yes. That'd be, that'd be that's I, just my, I'm, my I'm piece of it. advice for <laughs> yes, you. Yes, thank you, though. That, that is good advice. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm just, <laughs> just kind of getting started, but yeah, I do think that it's an important... I, I like stumping DevRel, so I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 it's good. Anytime we have a guest, he's like, right. by the way, your doc looks like you need to do something right no, your, here. Your docs do need to do no, Your docs are great. Lot. Like, your, your docs are <laughs> extremely high quality. So, like, props you, to. You. Except for these nitpicks that I'm about to do for over the next <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. But um, let's, let's talk about your backends, though. You also have a whole bunch of different backend integrations. You've got, like, Fauna, Firebase, Graphbase, Hasura. Mm -hmm. So, if you were to create your canonical clerk example, what would be your stack that you would want to use? I'd be curious get both your answers on this want to take this one <laughs> i don't know i don't well, think that there's next, a canonical you worked right. it for cell so i yeah i mean we have a next example that works mm. really well we have a raw react example that works really well we have vanilla js like vanilla js i say as if it's a framework um examples <laughs> that work well i think that clerk's marketing is centered around react because right there are so many people well, using the market react. is as a small early stage company, we want to be marketing towards the audience that we think is most receptive. But as for Clerk itself, it's not a React thing and there's not like any specific overall bias. And so I think as we continue to grow as a company, we'll continue like broadening like that messaging out to be like, it's great to use React, it's great to use this, it's great to use that. We're just trying to handle auth. Wherever you're trying to do auth, we want to take 100% of the work out of that. And I feel like, sorry for going back to Vercel again, but I feel like there's some parallels to Vercel in that the goal for Vercel, in my mind, is to give you zero effort deployment. I've deployed a lot of things throughout my career. I would like set up something on a digital like one-click deploy kind of idea. But this is like push the code to GitHub and you don't think about any ops at all. You don't have to set up a deployment script. You don't have to manage any of your servers. It's just like deployment just completely exits from anything that you have to think about. And the whole problem is just gone, right? You push the code to GitHub, somebody else takes care of the rest. And that's sort of a similar type of aim that we're looking for with auth is like, you don't have to wire things up to APIs. You don't have to set up your own databases. You just drop in the library and the whole thing is done. If that's not what you want, you can customize it, obviously. But I think that's the most attractive point is like, it's just a zero, a truly zero effort auth solution. And it's not just auth. Like how many times are we building applications that 
one person is going to log in, do something, log out, and then leave. Like, how many times are we building something that people are going to share with each other, mm. something on the application that people, people are going to collaborate on, people are going to te- create teams, workspaces, groups, and uh, have shared resources in there. So we try to take care of all of that. Like, multi-tenancy was really the the biggest thing that attracted me towards Clerk the first time I saw it. Let's talk about that then, because that's yeah. um, a topic that is fairly high level, even mm-hmm. just like the term itself. Like, mm-hmm. why did that specifically compel you? For the last three, four years, most of the apps that I've built in my life have been multi-tenant in some so way. Can you define the term? Yeah. So multi-tenancy is, if you're building an application or a product, your target user is not just a group of users that share with each other that share resources with each other but it's different multiple groups of individuals that can be companies that can be organi- uh, organizations it can be specific teams it can be just like group of friends or families that have some shared resources so if you're building something for that kind of an audience where you have these groups of individuals that share data between them but not among each uh, among the, the other groups all the time I define that as multi-tenancy. Like so f- organizations. Mm-hmm. Organization. And that's a big part of our offering currently. Mm-hmm. So you can create organizations, multiple ones. People can be members of organizations. Mm-hmm. Orgs in orgs and orgs. Orgs, orgs yeah. on in top of orgs on top of orgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Slack, Discord, <laughs> those are like the canonical examples yeah. of yes. multi-tenant apps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super deep. And we've started thinking about like billing like integration stuff too, which I'm very excited about. Any hints? Say there? more. Yeah. Don't steal our ideas. I'll <laughs> um, that. I mean, share what you can. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's probably coming relatively soon. Um, I'm hoping, but um, the the concept of like, if you have an account, you're building an app with authentication. Oftentimes, a natural next step for you as the person building the app is figure out how I can make this financially viable right sure um you're paying for servers you're paying for time of people building the apps and so oftentimes you have to charge people for something whether it's like a membership a subscription a pro tier or something like got that. it um and so adding in capabilities like that or something that we're so just about. i mean like and that's on our public roadmap so connecting to a, stripe api or something whatever. it would just be something that was built in and zero effort like add in plans we'd give you a page for that we'd render the ui and you'd be able to just have that be part of your thing it's just another but you could choose like you can make your own plans and customize how they would be right but i'm saying you could choose your processor i don't know we haven't gotten that well you should (laughs) don't don't make it you guys no nobody's gonna use it sorry i mean we don't do (laughs) very little people we don't do payment for i'm saying if you did right i'm saying if you if you i didn't know what you're stripe yeah yeah but i'm saying give the opportunity Mm. for multiple different things that's a good it's good feedback yeah i just i've been in e-commerce and i've been in you know i I worked for click for like three years and Mm. uh we had many different integrations when it came to payment methods and that's why so many people use it because a lot of people don't want to drop what they've been with for 10 years sure just because you only have something Right. Yeah, I think we'll probably start with limited options. Oh, sure. Imagine, you got to start somewhere. Expand from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of the same way that Clerk is overall. Yeah. Right. We start yeah. focusing in one area where we know most people will be, and then we expand. Yeah, the I mean, twenty rule. Right. There's a couple. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There's a couple very big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's like all data stripe. Blah, 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 you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But I like mean, that, I think it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Not feedback welcome on whether yeah. that would be something that would be useful for folks who are listening or who are here but sure um, yeah and it's not just my opinion yeah. it matters right it's, yeah but that again connects with the broader point which yeah. is that we try to cover more than just 
simple authentication. Right, exactly. Uh, oh, like yeah. multi-tenancy is a part of it. Billing is a part of it. The other thing that I'm looking at right now is authorization. There's a distinction between authentication and authorization. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, actually. Yeah. So authentication is, are you who you say you are? Mm-hmm. And then authorization is, do you have the Permission. permissions yep. to access what mm-hmm. you want to access? Mm-hmm. So what are the, what's the authorization story for Clark? So currently, uh, when, once you enable multi-tenancy, or you don't have to enable it, you just have to like literally add an organization switcher component and you have personal workspaces, you, ha- you can create new organizations, you can invite people. Uh, and within organizations, you have the admin role and the member role. Or I, I believe it's just called the user. Uh, yeah, basically, and, admin being the super user mm-hmm. can do whatever they want and then the user being can only do what you tell it it can do. Correct. So for now... The, the permissions that an admin has simply means that you can add a new user and uh, you can remove someone from, you can remove access, you can invite new people and things like that. You can change someone else's role. But a regular user simply can only, uh, like they can log into an organization and that's it. They can be promoted to an admin, but those are the only two roles and the only permissions so far. We don't have custom roles, custom permissions for anything specific to your application. So now we are looking into how do we integrate with either other services or do we provide something on our uh, on our own that lets you customize those roles, those permissions. Okay, so what, what are we doing here? Are we bringing them on or not? We can call them and bring them on. I feel like yeah. this is right. Anthony now, won't so. be able to hear him. So right. Anthony, you should just take this. All right, you want to make the call? Do you want me to say a thing to like bring is that, this on? Is that you being should, recorded? Yeah. All right. It should be. <laughs> I can Should call be. whenever you want. You want me to call now? Do it. It's it, fucking bled do through, it. it bled through last time, so I'm assuming it's going to bleed through again. If it doesn't, then we made the phone call for nothing. <laughs> see what happens. Shot. There we go. I can hear it. Yeah. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, what's going on? Can you can you hear uh, us? I can hear. If you're asking Colin that, who am I on the line with? Um, you're on the line with Jeff, Dev, Scott, and Anthony. Great. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I think it's recording because I can see the... Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks for being on, man. Let's cut back in. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm I'm Colin. I'm the uh, co-founder of of Clark.com, and we do Auth for React. For React? Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) We're just having that conversation. Is it only React? I mean, it's, it's a lot more than React. I think most of our customers are using React, but technically the... The technology is all stack agnostic, so you could make it work in anything. We were just kind of getting into some of the details of what it is beyond just auth. Uh, Dev was talking about organizations and multi-tenancy. We were talking about um, the potential to add sort of like billing sort of integrations. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We should call Colin. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he has something to say about this. Yeah, definitely. Anything you want me to dive into in particular? I mean, I would be curious in general with authorization, are you locked into whatever backend you're using or is the authorization kind of abstracted from that? Like you're talking about row level security and things like that. Is that kind of locked into whatever database you're using or is that actually in the clerk libraries themselves? The clerk libraries are relatively thin and so... I guess what's what's actually happening when you're running off on your backend, we're sending a JWT to your backend and you're just kind of looking at the claims in that JWT. All you really need is the 
the public key to be able to verify that like clerk authored that JWT. You need to check that it hasn't expired yet. But then from there, inside the JWT is what user ID is making the request. Uh, if they're making it, and if they're making it on behalf of an organization, it'll tell you like what the organization ID is. So all of that uh, is well contained the within the, the JWT itself? Exactly. Fascinating. What if I wanted to use Clerk with something like MetaMask? <laughs> yeah. Soft, you're softballing him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I, a softball. If you bring a Web3, that is the opposite of a softball. Uh, uh, I, so we support, we support MetaMask, but then the... I guess the mechanism for auth on your backend doesn't actually change. So, like, MetaMask will kind of uh, do the, the point-in-time authentication while you're, like, on the sign-in screen. But then from there, Clerk is still responsible for setting and, like, persisting the session and kind of conveying to your backend which user ID is making the request. So it's, you won't use, like, the... MetaMask wallet ID is a user ID. Like, you'll we'll still suggest you use a Clerk user ID. Um, and there's a like, utility to that. Like, it, it lets someone, in theory, attach multiple MetaMask to a single account or, you know, attach their name and profile image to a MetaMask. And so, it, like, there's extra utility to, like, the full Clerk user object. But, yeah, so the, the, and then the auth method doesn't actually change at all. It's still just a JWT with a, a user ID in it. Scott just figured out how to plug in our fourth <laughs> pair of headphones. We short one <laughs> headphone pair. <laughs> Hell yeah! We've just been hearing none of this at all. All right, cool. Now we got everybody here. Um, I want to actually take it back a couple steps. Um, a question I had asked Jeff and Dev, which I'll be curious to get your take on. So the pitch, don't roll your own off, I think is pretty obvious. And I think we're all on board with that. But the question of why use clerk over other auth solutions like an auth zero where do you see your biggest value add there yeah, a lot of it is more in user management broadly rather than kind of just the sign-in screen i think a lot of whether it's open source or auth zero or, or some of our other competitors they kind of look at the bounds of the problem as the sign up and the sign in. And I think where Clerk tends to shine is the full user object and all the things we add to it. And so like we give a whole user profile and that has profile image, first name, last name, that someone can actually self-serve and set up 2FA. And, and like all that stuff is just kind of baked in. Whereas when you use these other tools, you end up needing to do a lot of extra work like you might get the, the baseline integration relatively easily, but then you have to do a lot more work to kind of layer everything else on. That's what I'd say for, you know, just the simple comparison. But then I think there's also this like down the road comparison. And, and we started on this already. And I think Dev, it sounds like brought it up. Uh, we're starting to think about like organization management. And so if you're building a B2B SaaS, how can Cleric help you? build the UI that is really pretty common across all B2B SaaSes of, hey, create an organization, invite your whole team, set your team's roles and permissions. Going forward, like we're going to add SAML to that. We're going to add billing to that. And so Clerk will have not just the information of, hey, who is the user, what is the organization, and what is the role in this organization, but also what plan is that organization on and what entitlements come with that plan. And that's kind of the first you know, 75, 80% of the huh. authorization question, like what is a user allowed to do? And ideally we can answer that question easily on both front end and back end, right? So not just should your back end allow this request, but can we provide like a, a gate component in React 
that kind of decides in the first place, should we even show the button? Dude. Um, so that's the kind of stuff where <laughs> we're thinking about long term. Yeah. Do you have a question, Scott? No, I'm just super excited it's about it. Actually, I, had, yeah. um, <laughs> I did have one, one question, then I'll pass it back to, yeah, to the other three boys. <laughs> what is your favorite React meta framework, and why is it Redwood? Oh, well. <laughs> Bull's question. Uh, I am actually very excited about the... Um, uh, the RSC exploration that Redwood's doing. I'm, yeah. Uh, that's the way right there. <laughs> the, Is Redwood um, going to be the second framework to really put out RSCs? That's I hope so. Word. I was telling them to use RSC back in 2020. Well, they, yeah, they announced this in the last couple of days, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we have finally gone all in on RSC, I according to the, the right blog move. post. I think that's the right move. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I think that in general, like the React community, like you have to be really close to the in the separation of like where React ends and where Next.js starts. I think to realize just how much Next.js is dictating of that experience, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm really excited to see like what kind of ergonomics Redwood comes up with. Yeah, because there's just so much room to play in, uh, like the router, for example. Um, mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of variation that that they can still drive, and so I am indeed very excited to see where it lands. I think it's awesome. just important that they are in close contact with the React team for this, because mm-hmm. RSC is still being worked on. I mean. Mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge that it has been released as stable in Next.js, <laughs> and I don't want to put myself too deep in the weeds here, but like it still is in pretty early phases, and I think that as you're working on it, especially if you're doing something different than the way that Next.js did it, it's going to be important that the React team and the Redwood team are in good contact. Well, I'm in. Let me know if I can Dan's DMs. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, you heard what I said, Jeff, and I'm working on a. <laughs> Uh, a video on React server components, and I said yeah. in there that I I wouldn't even consider RSC's bleeding edge just because mm-hmm. there are so many ways to use it that we have no idea. Like, oh, every every opinion around yeah. React server component is wrapped around with Next.js. Right, and the thing is, when you run into these edges, you need to have a good collaboration with the React team itself because the architecture is still being figured out. I mean, I think that it's come a long way since. It was announced more than two years ago as a theoretical <laughs> architecture, for sure. And I like witnessed that occurring during my time at Vercel. But there's still a lot that needs to be figured out. And I think it's really cru- crucial that like, if you're working on RSCs, you need to be have a really close feedback loop with the team that's working on React. I think that's the only thing that made it successful uh, with Next.js was that feedback loop. Um, and so I hope that Redwood is able to get that same thing. I'll bring that feedback to the team. <laughs> if I can help at all, let me know, please. Awesome. I love collaboration. I do too. So good. <laughs> me too. That's what these conferences are for, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, I was super excited about just hearing you talk about the billing piece of it, mm. like a little more in depth, uh, mm-hmm. because it just made some things click for me. Just with my background, and uh, I used to work for ClickFunnels for like three years. When I heard you say things like, oh, we'll know what the product is. We'll know what they're getting. We'll know what's happening. We know when they need access to or they don't need access to. 
And that's huge because a lot of membership things uh, don't have either that functionality baked in or they do, but it's not that great. And the, so like having that baked in at, at this, this level, yeah. um, it's like permissions and billing. Yeah. The handshake it's, it needs, and, it's, know? I think it needs to be on that level. <laughs> For sure. It absolutely does. I think that's so crazy. What's that, the point of billing? If you why hasn't that done been spot? done before, <laughs> you know, or, well, I'm sure it maybe it's, but it's, you know, yeah, I think that's amazing because that also protects, uh, the creator, you know, the, the, the company who's creating the content as well. Um, you know, I mean, that's just incredible. It almost thinks me, makes me start thinking of NFC stuff too. Like, uh, you know, like all kinds of stuff that you could be using this for, but anyway, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Super cool. Yeah. It's funny too. Like it's very natural in hindsight. And I think like react, react actually helps make this more clear. The last generation of APIs, it was very like vertical, driven where it was like stripe.charge and user.email and like, or not user.email, like sendgrid.email, affiliate.sms, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But when you're thinking about building dev tools for React, it's like your abstraction is now the component. Yeah. And so like Clerk isn't really so much a user object on the back end as much as we're like the user profile screen on the front end. Mm. And, and like, hook, like that is like where, user, right? yeah. But that's like where the billing information normally lives, right? right it's either exactly. in the, the organization profile screen or it's in the user profile screen. And so it, because we're thinking about things in terms of React and just front-end UIs, it ends up feeling very natural. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the goal of the like stack that I was talking about earlier is like if we have a really strong foundational like permissions and authorization and authentication model, we can then just pull that mm-hmm. down into the way that each framework and like architecture wants to work and give them that like absolutely super smooth experience for each vertical that we're we're working in and right now obviously we're focusing on react but like there's nothing that's holding us to react dude i mean this just makes me think of like my talk earlier with make swift yeah i was just like awesome dude love those guys if you would combine because they use React components mm-hmm. for all their stuff, right? And you can customize your we components. We talked to them about doing what if some you took, yeah, yeah, what if you mm-hmm. took your components, put them yeah. in there. New news, Colin. And then and it's like, <laughs> shabam, make, make Swift. But Make Swift is awesome. And I mean, yeah. there's no it's reason new. that you can't add Make Swift hooks to Clerk components. Yeah, well, I'm saying, what if they had... allow them to customize right. through a CMS how your login components look. Exactly. If your marketing then, team wants to have an input into that. Exactly. Because they definitely do. Yep. And what, what if they do? <laughs> You're right. And they definitely if, do. if they exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're working on that. <laughs> it could be internally. One but... person with 10 hats. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what if, what if Make Swift has this cool library of almost like extensions, integrations, whatever you want to call them, that are React components and, you know, from different companies like Circle or like whoever? Sure. Yeah. I, like I think Clark it's a great uh, co market. Did he just call it Circle? I almost did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the logo similarity <laughs> I said is Circle real. CI, I swear. Logo similarity is <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Make Swift's great. I anyway, think those Clerical guys are great. CI. I've known Clerical them for a while <laughs> and I'm excited for the possibility for us to like do, do some something co- like that. Yeah, do some co marketing because, like, yeah. you know, figuring out how to open up portions of your app to non-technical 
editors yeah. is challenging. This stuff excites me. If you open everything up, it usually goes down the tubes because <laughs> yeah. it just ends up being crazy. And if you open nothing up, then your dev team is just constantly hammered by requests from growth marketing and marketing to like yeah. make changes and make updates and make landing pages. And oh, you're still going to get that. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, sure. But like neither of those two extremes is what you want. And so if yeah. you can find something in the middle where you give those editors the freedom to make yep. changes with constraints where things don't go super crazy you can find yourself in this place where you're like at least the happiest medium you can get right of like reducing the impact on the dev team of like just doing rote changes for the sake of marketing as much as possible yeah while also ensuring that changes that are made by people who are not designers and not developers still yeah. end up being good right and it's no shade on marketers but like it's really hard to make changes to a website big changes when you don't have the background in design or in web development to do so and it's easy yeah. to make mistakes and it's easy sure. to let your kind of brand image slip when you know something rolls out that just went through a cms and you're like ah oh, you know this looks terrible yeah because trust me i've been through this like, sure. many many times in my career seen this happen and been yep. like how do you find that balance? Um, yeah, it's really hard to, and it's really hard to make both sides. And I think happy. dialing that in is important, and <laughs> yeah. and there's no reason that auth isn't part of that, right? Auth is an important part but, of every app. So, and I would I would also beg to dare to say that polarity is important at the same time, because especially when it's coming from the point of selling your your service, hmm. right? Because if you're not polar, then you're not attracting anything. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Explain. Same. All yeah, right. Yeah, you got to so, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Does anyone else know? It's probably because I'm talking marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what polarity means. In this, All right. In so marketing. I'm not the only one, at yeah. least. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I know that polarity means is a North Pole and a South mm -hmm. Pole. I'm just, okay. I'm and they attract the things, right? <laughs> Negative, positive, polar, opposites, right? And if you're a happy medium, <laughs> right? And you're trying to make both sides happy, marketing and development. Yeah then you're not creating an attractiveness to either side. It's just a medium. So it's yeah. important to have the marketing piece to have polarity. And so you're going to have to have two different stories is what I'm saying. And marketing yeah. and storytelling is important. Let me extend my like thing. So yeah. I, I've done these experiments in previous roles where you empower marketing to like build out full pages, right? You mm -hmm. like build out a structure and a like set of components and you're like you can take these things and arrange them into pages so you can make a marketing landing page for something quick funnels <laughs> yeah right and and ultimately wordpress i feel like one right. of the most effective ways to do marketing is to do a shitload of landing pages because you test yes. out your messaging ab test as fast and you as have you can. different audiences Thank that you. resonate with different messaging and so yep. you say like are you having trouble exactly. like building out a custom authentication That's what I'm saying. system two different stories exactly check this out or like yep. do you have multiple different authentication systems and it's hard for you to coordinate them those are two different like problem areas and how many landing pages does a bagel shop have a lot <laughs> i mean <laughs> the thing is you test out a huge number of different landing like Mm -hmm. messaging in your marketing yep absolutely and then you measure which ones are effective to which verticals and yep. it's not for the point of collapsing on one marketing message that's no. like the best you're gonna have, to one. have different ones you have a bunch of different yes. ones because people have different things that bring them into your product problems, because your product solutions. does a lot of different things absolutely and i do some marketing consulting and oftentimes this is like the primary pivot is yeah. that people try to do marketing by describing what their product does Mm. And I say you flip nope. that backwards and you say, what problems do people have that are causing them pain? Absolutely. There could be 
five, six, 10, 20, sure. that all feed into something that yes. your product does and you present them with those problems, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And then you also need to take, <laughs> about knock the mic over on his face. <laughs> well, <I> was, <laughs> you also have to take the vehicle, okay? Yes. Which is what you have, yes. your, your service. Yes. And then you have internal and external beliefs that these people have, okay? Sure. Problems. Yeah. Um, but Things ultimately, contradicting like, them getting your, your service or product. Trying to bring it back to the original. Yeah, 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 like, sure. If you believe me and that that is a normal part of effective marketing, this yep. means that your people who are working on our marketing are constantly churning out new pages oh, yeah. and also constantly editing existing pages mm -hmm. to massage the messaging and yes. see how much of a difference that makes in 100%. making it more effective at bringing people into your product. If those people have no access to being able to make changes to your pages, this yep. results in a torrent yes. of tickets to your dev team, Absolutely. which takes up all their time and makes it hard for them to... Lots of red tape. ...work on the actual product. And so you have to find some sort of like middle ground in there. But if you just open the floodgates and say, here's a system that I've given you to piece together pages, what mm -hmm. you end up with is subpar quality pages coming out and being pushed in advertising campaigns that represent your brand. Yeah. And as we all know, it's really important to have a super polished brand image mm. because then people believe that you're a legitimate company that like cares about quality and consistency and details. And that image in your marketing reflects the same quality in your product. Yeah, but the theory, developers aren't right? they, they aren't coming up with the polished look. They're coming up with the components and then they, the marketing sure. team creates the polishing, right? I mean, but they don't, is the truth of the matter, right? Well, they then who's going to... They end up piecing third... together these Frankenstein pages that are just horrible. <laughs> so well, you have yeah. to be very... I mean, I've seen, I've seen the world here. I've seen people paste a giant paragraph into the headline yeah. <laughs> area. It's so and silly. if you didn't have a character limit on your headline, they're like, great, this works. Bang, they send it out. Because they're not designers, you know? And so they're like, this is the text I wanted to put here, and it's done. Well, you got the wrong I've, person in the wrong job. Then. I've <laughs> seen people upload images from a DSLR camera to a blog post, and it's 10 megabytes. Yeah. Well, and yeah. They don't see, know what they happened. don't know. And then they say, hey, why is this, you know, why is this blog yeah. post take 10 seconds yeah, compress to Compress it, okay? Yeah. But that's why you need to be yeah. very careful what you allow people to edit and what you don't allow them to edit. And when you allow people to edit things, you yeah. have to put in place constraints that make sure they can't fuck them themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I've been way too... No, I love that. This is, this is okay. my jam. Bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's turned into like a make swift promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's a great product. So yeah, anyway, for sure. Awesome. Colin, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, are you actually he's still I, here? I'm here. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. You have any more comments? Uh, should I go? Oh, I mean, uh, Anthony, do you have anything else to say? Anything else you want to let our listeners know about Clerk that we haven't already covered? Not really, right? Like not to undersell Clerk, but I think like our, our biggest value is, is just getting you going and getting out of the way, right? Get set up in five minutes and, and then you're focusing on the rest of your app. So if someone so, wanted to get started with Clerk, where would they go and what would they do? Just clerk.com. After they sign up and create an application, there's links for the meta framework of their choice and that'll push you to a tutorial to get started. <laughs> Yes. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks, man. Of course. Man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the call. Bye. <laughs> cool. Uh, we could probably start closing it out here. Dev, talk so, about streaming. Talk about streaming. Started streaming April. It's been pretty fun. I started streaming as a way to like work on my projects 
live as a way to like make myself more accountable for them. I hear you have serverless Sunday and framework Friday. Yes. So those are two things that I'm trying to maintain. What do you do on Thursday? On Thursday, I just uh, chill and make videos. (laughs) (laughs) Called them out. (laughs) Today's Thursday? (laughs) If only. It is. If only I like alcohol that much. That's my point. So if someone wanted to watch (laughs) you stream, where would they go? I'm not going to try to say my Twitch username here. It's too long. (laughs) Just put it in the uh, notes. You need a new username. You need to get a url mm. you need a dev.live yeah. what you need dev. i have dev. a i have a dev agr.me i'm gonna update that to that's pretty good have all my links in there dev agr.me yeah we need, we need dev.dev yes who's it's gonna who's hard. gonna sell it to you right yeah. like i have no grand. idea yeah. we gotta we gotta make some clerk's gonna <laughs> charge <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> dev.dev let's go clerk now owns you <laughs> Yeah, but I, I have clerk.com. I imagine that was probably a significant investment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But you know what? You need it. Yeah. Because <laughs> totally. otherwise people just mistype your URL all the mm-hmm. time. You yeah. Lose your and you need the mistyped ones too. That's true. To and we need the SEO. I remember getting all of the mistyped URLs at HashiCorp. We got HashiCrop and like yeah. all, there's <laughs> just crap. all yeah, just, we had like 20 different like URLs. Mm. In Vercel get Vercel at some oh, point. Oh yeah, we got that one. I remember at every like high growth company I got yeah. somewhere around the like 300 employee mark. They're like, ah, it's time to buy up all the mistyped domains. <laughs> so so Jeff, maybe we can beat the curve and get it before we even get yeah. to 100 employees. So before Jeff, somebody else where do you mine. stream? <laughs> I do not stream. <laughs> you don't stream? I do not stream. How else may I get my hot takes on Vercel? You can just reach I want to watch you me. make bagels. You can reach out to me on Twitter. <laughs> you can watch me make bagels if you You should want. live stream making bagels. I could live stream making bagels. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, That'd I just cool. want to know why Jamstack is the best stack. Oh, yeah, you want to know that? <laughs> I guess no, we're, doing I wanna, we're, call, we're doing 30 uh, minutes. I thought we were now. wrapping this up. We're doing 30 I want to know, know why I should make good websites. Oh, That's yeah. what I want to know. That one kind of went down the tubes. but Yeah, that community failed hard. I, I told everyone I was not going to put any work. <laughs> <in my piece. laughs> I'm going to build this community and put no effort into it. I and it's going to be great. Said, yeah, to, I was you, like, you someone else has to be the one who does the work. <laughs> someone tried to do the work. It doesn't matter. There's more than work involved in building a community. At yeah. this point, call what, Demi- is, what is involved? Call Demetrius <laughs> having something worth coming to. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we were working on that. We almost had a Where's conference at some point, but yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, had the value. The value. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me on Twitter at J E S C A L A N. There you go. And Dev, that's the one. You can find me on Twitter on D E V A G R. A W A L zero nine. Zero nine. It's gonna be yes. Is it's it? my uh, date of birth. You know, you were born two thousand nine. You couldn't no, no, get it. You couldn't get it without that. I was like, May nine. <laughs> I was like, what? Two thousand nine. He is twelve. I, I said date. That's why I said date. I know. But the, yeah, there was a uh, there was a phase when everyone put their date. Uh, what date? They were born in sure. their usernames. I think that happens every two years. Can you cut it and still keep the username? Or is someone taken here? I've tried a bunch of different variations of too my usernames. He's got too much clout. Yeah. Everybody's ripping him. My email He's is a clout chaser. You're going to have to buy it from but I wanted dave.dev at some point, but Dave G already I'm going to go buy dave.dave for life. Dave. I'm going to buy it. That's not a TLD. Dave.dave. Let's go. I'm going to buy dev.dev 
and then I'm going to charge you like $1.25 million for it. 1.25, that's the number. That's, that's it, bro. That's the final that's offer. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get dinner. <laughs> let's get dinner. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. Woo. As always, we love you, and we'll see you in, in the, the next, next one. one. Peace. This is going to get cut out anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that was something. That's something. That was something.